What is up, everybody? Welcome to You Get Out What You Put In Podcast. This is episode one, and I don't know if I'm going to have an intro music thing going on this episode yet, but if I did, let me know what you think. Leave a review. Anything helps. Anyways, this is episode one, part one. So I'm going to do two parts of this first episode. Number one is going to be a backstory of me, how I got into the fitness game, kind of how I came up, what started me in this industry. And then number two is going to be how I started this brand, V1, which is a supplement brand, no more in the social media space now than e-commerce. Um, and that'll be going over all that, how I started my business, how I got into the manufacturing space, how you can start your own business and that type of stuff. They're two kind of separate things, but fall into the same me. So <laughs> without further ado, here is part one of my backstory. So where did I start getting into the fitness industry? It really comes down to one memory that I can remember. It was, I think when I was 12 or 13, my mom was going back through like old pictures. We do that sometimes because we have so many old pictures, so many home videos of me and my brothers as little kids. So it was when I was like 12 or 13, we went and looked at these pictures. I think it was like a Disney park when I was 10. We were looking at pictures. So like literally what, like 2000, I don't know, six or something like that. I don't know. I was young and I was eating ice cream at a water park and I was just like slouched over sitting with my shirt off and I was chubby. I was a chubby boy. So right there, I was like, damn, I do not want to look like that. I see all these people, all my friends who are smaller, slimmer guys who are good at sports. And that just made me realize, damn, I was, I was one of the bigger guys. Uh, <laughs> and I didn't want to be like that. I wanted to be good at sports, wanted to be fit, wanted to be big. And that, that is when I first got into, okay, I want to change my physique. I want to change the way I look. And that just got me into working out. So my dad hired a trainer for me and my brother's because we wanted to be better at sports. We were a big basketball family. My dad was a diehard Michigan State fan. Um, so we went to those basketball games. It was always my dream to play college ball and professionals. At that time, I thought I would make it. But being a six foot four white guy now who can't jump for shit, uh, that's not going to happen. And I realized that a few years later. So, so yeah, I started working out with my trainer, Chris. We did push-ups, high-intensity type stuff. He did challenges like the knee on the... Or, uh, got to be on your knees, like in the ab roll out with the ab wheel thing, um, challenge each other. We slowly got better being super competitive with me and my other brothers. Um, I have three brothers, I guess, by the way, one, two younger, one older. Um, and then my one younger brother who's below me, I'm 23. He is 21. My older brother is 25. So we were all like super close and super competitive. So it was just us three who could be the strongest, who could bench the most, who could do the most push-ups, who could hold the plank for the longest. And that's what really pushed me to get better. And then I just kind of got into a lull. It was just from there on out, basketball, basketball, basketball. I wanted to get better for basketball and more agility. Um, worked up to where I think I could dunk when I was 17, junior, going to my senior year of uh, high school. I could finally dunk. Um, but then junior year of high school, very end of the season, I tore my ACL. So that was a lot of fun. Actually, never mind. It was sophomore year. Sophomore year of high school, I ended up tearing my ACL. At the very end of the season, I was pulled up. Well, I was on varsity freshman year, sophomore year. I was pretty pretty solid, more of a Larry Bird type basketball player where I was not really athletic whatsoever, but I could still beat people because I was good at fakes. I could shoot a three-pointer being 6'2", 6'3". Um, 
So I had a lot of attributes, just wasn't really athletic. <laughs> so yeah, tore my ACL from a collision. So a little bit different way of tearing the ACL. And that sucked. My dream was crushed. I was like, damn, I'm never going to play college ball. I was starting to get looks from D3 colleges, Hope and Calvin University, which are very small colleges in uh, Michigan. So I was like, wow, this blows. This really sucks. But then I flipped a switch. We went and saw so many doctors. And he was like, okay, dedicate yourself. You'll be back three months. If not, normal recovery times, five, six months. And I was like, I want to get back. I want to. I want that opportunity to play at the next level because I did. I believe I was the best player at my school, and nobody's gonna outwork me. So that's what happened. I worked my ass off. Came back in three months, and I broke my kneecap first game back, and that was awful. That 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 right there destroyed me. But once again, those things were in my life for a reason. If I wouldn't have gone through that rehab, working my ass off, stronger, getting better at basketball, um, making my left leg that I tore my ACL on stronger than my right leg, coming back and to actually break my kneecap that first game back was devastating. But without that, I would not be where I am today. So I was like, all right, I've done it once. Get back on the bike. Let's do it again. And that is what threw me into bodybuilding. So after I broke my kneecap, that's when I really started getting into lifting. I think I put on, since I wasn't really able to play majority of my junior year, I put on a solid 15, 20 pounds because I got into watching Jay Cutler on YouTube and Elliot Hulse, who are two. Jay Cutler is a Mr. Olympia, four-time Mr. Olympia. So he's a bodybuilder, huge guy. And Elliot Hulse is more of a kind of CrossFit strength powerlifting type guy so i was doing a crisscross of both those things working out every single day for two hours only lifting doing but basically just lifting eating as much as i possibly could i literally had chicken and rice every single meal you can watch like go back i did a youtube series when i was a senior in high school and like literally all i was eating was uh rice packets chicken some mixed vegetables bunch of egg whites and oatmeal like literally that was it maybe some protein powder thrown in there but i was eating as much as i possibly could so i was probably getting 400 grams of protein a day and i put on a solid probably 15 to 20 pounds so i was 160 soaking wet when i tore my acl came back broke my kneecap and i was a solid 185 pretty lean probably sub 10 probably around 10 percent body fat so i was i was impressed myself and i caught i caught the bug i caught the lifting bug the getting better actually seeing results bug and if you guys don't know noob gains are an actual thing the first year first six months of lifting you make more progress than you will next two or three years um, if you are natural so i was natural at the time we'll get into later of how i became unnatural about a year later <laughs> but i caught the bug i was invested in lifting and my passions had flipped I went from completely basketball, basketball, basketball. I want to be the next freaking Larry Bird. I want to play at the next level of college. I had been to so many college elite recruiting camps and actually had looks and offers on the table um, to play D3. So it was there, but my passion was not anymore. So in the senior year, I played with a brace, actually had my best season ever. Um, I became, uh, I was all county all district won the district championship with the last minute three-point shot <laughs> pretty crazy and i became a livingston county player of the year so i got like all these things on my senior year when i didn't even really care about basketball i became the best player i ever had so that was a little strange 
But I flipped the switch and I got into lifting and that just took over my life. I started creating YouTube videos and this was back in 2016. So five years ago, back when Christian Guzman was just getting a little bit um, of potential. I think he, I didn't even think he had a hundred thousand subscribers on YouTube. Um, same thing with like Nick Bear and all the big guys you see now, Max Tuning. They were just starting 2014, 2015, 2016. And I started 2016 as well. Um, really getting into it. 190, 195. I think I put up 225 for like eight or nine, which isn't super impressive, but for me, just getting into lifting and everything, it was amazing. And I didn't want to do anything else except for eat and lift. Um, funny story, I somehow got to take health uh, when I was a senior in high school, and like you're supposed to take it, I think your freshman or sophomore year. But I, I was taking it my senior year. But my health teacher, she was so awesome, Mrs. Ojibwe, I think was her name. She allowed me to, instead of like do all the stuff, like test out of it. So I basically tested out of the entire class because I knew all the stuff from, uh, I was a personal trainer certified, did all that tough stuff. I was actually working as a personal trainer at the time. So she's like, you don't have to come to class if you want. Just go do your own thing, do your own training style in the gym. So every single day I would wake up, have, I think it was like five eggs, like two cups of oatmeal, crazy big meal, go to school. Then it was like second period. I would go train for an hour. And I think one of the times I literally just benched, benched for a straight hour, did like 20 sets to see how many actual reps I could get in. I don't remember the number, but I would do that. So train, got my first hour in, do the rest of school. I think gym would come around. So I got a little bit of training in during my actual gym class. And then we get out of school. I would train for an hour after school. Then it would be basketball practice. So my my senior year was just me straight wanting to become the next bodybuilder, the next freaking uh, Jeremy Buendia or Sadiq Hazovic. Sadiq was my, my idol at the time. And then it transitioned into college. So that summer, like I said, I did YouTube series. I actually started my first bulk ever. So I bulked up to, I think, like 214 pounds. Nothing crazy. Just started to eat copious amounts of stuff, making huge masculine shakes. I put on probably majority fat. Um, I was natural and bulked up, I think like 20 pounds like that, like what, two months or something like that. Also, my girlfriend broke up with me. So I was like, all right, complete bear bulk mode and just ate whatever I wanted. Uh, smashed the weights every single day, did everything I did except for zero cart. So put on 20 pounds like that, thought I was huge, thought I, I mean, I kind of was big. I was like 220, um, which is kind of big, but being 6'4", people are like, whoa, dude, are you hop on something? No, I just ate like shit and getting a bunch of fat. So did that and then went into my freshman year of college, still same level of motivation, but I got introduced to being on my own for the first time and alcohol. So I didn't drink for shit um, until welcome week of freshman year. So that first month, I was totally introduced to the college, the college life, drinking, eating where the hell I wanted. I had frozen dinners, like three of them every single night. Breakfast was a whole box of cereal. So like that, once again, I shopped at 238 pounds, but I was still lifting and doing everything I possibly could. I just thought I was bulking and gaining all this muscle. Um, I ended up hitting, I think, 295 on the bench and like 365 on squat. Didn't really deadlift, but like I was training like hell, eating like hell, and I just wasn't eating the right things. So I was gaining a ton of strength to be natural. Then I saw these products called Somo by Redcon. So I think it was Somo One. These are liposomal, um, which is the like delivery process of prohormones. So they were DHEA derived. I'm doing quotation marks with my fingers, meaning they weren't really liver toxic. Um, 
and I was like, damn, I really want to put on some more mass. I was stuck at 238, couldn't do anything. And I was like, all right, I'm going to go into a cut, but I want to keep all the muscle I had. So I started my first ever cycle of any single um, exogenous hormone I put in my body. And that was the Soma one, which is a um, very low aromatizing compound from what they said. So it wouldn't really convert to estrogen, just straight um, androgenic compound. So it really just helped me keep the muscle I had while I dieted it down. And it was, it was cool. <laughs> I kept a little bit of muscle, but I noticed drastic changes in the way I felt. So I just wanted to literally once again, get in the gym, do everything I possibly could. Didn't want to eat shit. Just ate like uh, if it fits your macro style, did literally probably 30, 45 minutes of cardio a day. When I do something, it's the extreme. So I wanted to cut like that. I wanted to cut nine weeks, 10 weeks and be like literally lose 30, 40 pounds because I was 238 um, and I shut my roommates out. I hated them so much because all they want to do is party, eat pizza and smoke and every single night and me literally just getting a week of that. I was like, okay, that's not me. I'm going to go back to my college days. I got made fun of for uh, bringing around my gallon jug, eating meals throughout the day. And yes, I did get make fun of for that. Um, I brought rice and chicken to lunch. People were like, dude, why are you doing this? It must taste like shit. And I'm like, yeah, it tastes like shit, but I want to be, I want to be Mr. Olympia. That's what I wanted to be. And people didn't realize that that's what it takes. That's the type of dedication it takes. So I always thought I wanted to party. I always thought I wanted to do that. But every single time I got in that situation, I was like, why am I here? I could be doing so much right now. And I still have that. And especially that one week where I actually was able to let loose and drink and have fun and do all that type of stuff. After it was done, I was like, holy shit, I'm not going anywhere. None of this stuff is creating value in my life, creating relationship, creating stuff that will be good for my future. It's just a detriment. So 238, my first anabolic pro-hormone experience went pretty good. Well, pretty good as in didn't really have any side effects, dieted down. Um, and then I think I introduced, I was like 205 and was like, okay, dude, you're looking pretty decent by the time I was done with my freshman year. Um, and then that is when I really got into some, some fun compounds. So <laughs> been motivated this entire time and, um, stopped the YouTube. So YouTube was just uh, summer between senior year of uh, high school and college. It was fun. I had like 400 subscribers, stopped, freshman year of college, experienced college, hated my roommates because they were uh, the typical college bros, didn't want to do anything except for smoke, drink, and yeah, just have fun, which it, it is fun, but it's like, it's, it is a detriment if you're doing it every single day. Well, they were doing it Thursday to Monday, um, and I can't do it every single week, still can't even do that. Anyways, and so college of freshman year is over got out of that situation and decided to go live up north by myself and work um, at a resort. So I worked at the Grand Traverse Casino and Resort all summer, being a personal trainer up there. It was a lot of fun, but that left me alone to where like was awesome. I am great by myself alone. I, I thrive when I'm alone. I'm a, I'm a pretty big introvert um, when it comes to that type of stuff. So I thrive by myself alone. I was like, this summer, I'm going to get completely shredded and become this bodybuilder, get to the closest bodybuilder competition um, ready that I can. So me being me, I was like, I'm going to take this to extreme. This is what I want to do for the rest of my life is bodybuilding. So I really don't care. I'm going to put whatever I want into my body. So 
I put pre-workouts, put protein, done creatine. Like my, my addiction to supplements started when I was 16, when I first got into um, bodybuilding, when I tore my ACL. Like I had Dino by RSP was my first experience with pre-workouts and then that just took off from there. It was an addiction. I had to have every single supplement. Vitamin Shop was a weekly thing. They knew my name. Um, I got rewards almost every single time I went in there. It was stupid, the amount of money I spent on supplements. I still spend a shit ton of supplements, but it's now it's my career. So anyways, I did those two, I did two cycles of the uh, oral anabolic pro-hormones that were DHA, cellular non-liver toxins. They were, they were really not that strong. Didn't really give me anything other than probably a placebo effect. But then that summer, I was working up north by myself at my parents' cottage and... Um, yeah, I want to take it to the extreme. So I had introduced myself to SARMs and they have become a lot more popular than they were in like 2017, 2018, but they were like just starting. So for 17, 18, 19, I tried so many different drugs. It's insane. Um, and once again, 17, 18, 19, I did the same thing. I was up north um, for all three of those years, being a personal trainer, doing some type of something um, at the Grand Traverse Resort and... So that's why I was, that's how I was making money. Anyway, so LGD, which is a uh, pretty strong SAR. Uh, Osterine, Osterine was one of my first, I think it was Osterine and LGD. Um, just to put on mass while I was uh, trying to trying to cut down. Um, while doing that, I was taking uh, some T3, some thyroid. And then I got into some actual, actual anabolic oral pro-hormones. Um, I think it was a mass round based one and then a trend based one. So I wish I got show pictures. I got <laughs> I got peeled slash big at the same time. I think I was like 198, 200 pounds, like pretty peeled within three, four weeks out of bodybuilding contest shape. It was nuts. Um, energy was not there. I felt like shit. I was like a walking uh, asexual. Didn't think about a female for probably those whole like two years I was on this type of stuff. Like it was literally like the gym was my girlfriend, literally. Um, but I will say I've never been more motivated and passionate in my life, whether it was the drugs or I don't know, just my mindset. I wanted to go to the gym every single day and work my ass off. I had a routine that first summer where I would get up at three 30 in the morning, do my cardio, do 30 minutes of cardio, pop 15 milligrams of Yohimba and do my 30 minutes of cardio come back eat my breakfast which was like nothing like 30 grams of oats and a protein shake or some stupid thing then i would take my pre-workout so i had like probably 500 milligrams out at this point of caffeine and then i would go to the gym at like 5 36 and work out for two hours until eight come back shower and then go to work at nine that was my schedule and i loved it like it was insane i was so passionate about bodybuilding so driven to actually want to better myself and i've only felt that way about two things and if you have felt this before you you'll probably get chills like i am literally right now like you don't think about anything else don't want to do anything else it's constantly in your head you will do anything for this and it's only two things i've ever done that to me in my life one the gym when i first realized that i could do this when you saw results that one year i was by myself that was the only thing i did whether it was the drugs or not that was unbelievable. Then the other thing is when I started my business, I could not stop thinking about it. It was every single day. Um, it was just, it's, this is just crazy. When you get that feeling, please do whatever it takes to get that feeling for the rest of your life. 
anyways, so yeah, I was taking LGD, Austrian, um, Yohembine. I introduced myself to Yohembine. I learned uh, for like fasted cardio, Yohembine works good. Acetyl-L-carnitine, I was popping two, three grams um, in the morning with the Yohembine. And I was literally taking every single thing possible. And it got to a certain point to where <laughs> I was taking, I think it was like two SARMs. It was like Rad 140 and uh, I forgot which, what the other one was. Um, but I was taking Rad 140, a different um, SARM. I think it was more of like a, like a cutting SARM, quote unquote. Like I think it was SR something. Um, and then I was taking Clen. So I was taking Clen, which if you don't know, it kind of increases the thermic effect in your body um, by heating it up, kind of increases your heart rate. So it's a cutting, it's a cutting compound. While I was on that, while I was on Clint, I was also taking letrozole, which is so dumb. Letrozole is a aromatized inhibitor. So basically just takes all the estrogen in your body and depletes it. So I was literally living with zero estrogen. <laughs> well, not only was I on letrozole, I was on Novadex as well. It was so dumb. Novadex is once again, kind of an aromatized inhibitor, but it, you take it to, usually people take it post-cycle to help bring their estrogen levels down as their testosterone levels come up because when you go off cycle, your testosterone levels are going to be down, your estrogen levels are usually going to go up. So I was like, all right, I'm going to take this on cycle so I don't have any estrogen problems. My worst fear was getting gyno, even though I had gyno, still do. Um, but that is really dumb. So Clen can really affect the fibers of your heart. It can act on those muscle fibers in your heart. And one day I was... Taking, I took a little bit too much because you're supposed to titrate up because your body gets used to it. I took a little too, bit too much. And with the effect that letrozole and Novadex can do to your body, you get rid of all the estrogen that depletes all the water from your body. So it becomes super dry. While I was super dry, um, veiny, and like looked insane, the inside of my body was not, not good at all. So I thought, um, because Klein increases your heart rate, I thought I was going to have a heart attack. And being up there by myself on all these compounds, that was not fun. I thought I was going to have a heart attack. One of them neighbor's house had to sit there, had to calm down, was in a cold sweat the entire day. Drove to the hospital, never got into the hospital, um, and then drove back. And yeah, I was, I was fine after that, but that was probably one of the scariest moments of my life. So don't do what I did. Also, all the stupid compounds, well, they made me look good and everything and i've learned so much from taking them and what they do and it's kind of all compounded into where i am now i would not recommend that i would recommend researching also get your blood work done that's something i never did until i was off of all this stuff so i don't know where my natural range is for my hormones so yeah so now until let's see so 17 18 19 i did all that i experimented with every possible thing i could put in my body pure workout sarms pro hormone like actual pro hormones liver toxic pro hormones energy drinks you name it i put it in my body it, different types of creatine um it, it was crazy it was super fun but once again the only reason i did that was because i thought i was going to become the next mr olympia i wanted to compete in bodybuilding which i did i looked like ass but i did and um, I thought that's what it took when in reality it doesn't take that much. It's more about genetics, even though I was able to work my ass off. People with good genetics who work their ass off usually will usually will win. So all that stuff, while it wasn't worth it, it introduced me to this industry and how much fun it is to put something in your body and see a result, see a change. It's, it's insane. So research, 
I'm going to go into more depth about all that type of stuff, what it actually does and kind of my experience with every single one in a different podcast. But that's, that was 17, 18, 19, 20. Um, I realized that type of stuff was not good. My parents found out that I was doing it. Um, I think it was junior or senior year of college. My parents finally find out. And then I came off of everything, got down to a kind of string being 185. Couldn't really lift, couldn't really do anything because my anxiety was so high. Once again, the heart attack um, thing came back. Thought I was going to have a heart attack. I think three or four times it got really bad to where I had to drive myself to the hospital. Actually check myself in and they had to hook me up to an EKG to make sure everything was fine. That was the only way I was able to calm down. So these are the possible side effects that can happen. If you come off of everything, probably shouldn't have done that. But now I know. I still struggle with a little bit today, but now I am on uh, TRT. So I've been on TRT for almost a full year and Transcend HRT, the clinic that I go through is is awesome. They helped me out so much. They got my blood work done, um, able to chat with them. So when I got my blood work done, when I was done running all those compounds, and by the way, I never came off of anything. I just kept switching it up, switching it up, thinking that if I switch it up, my body can't it won't really like affect my body. It's like me coming off, going to a different compound when in reality it isn't. It just keeps affecting your body. So luckily when I first got my blood work done, everything was basically fine. So like my, uh, my liver enzymes are fine. Um, like my, my red blood cells, my hematocrit was fine. Um, it wasn't super high, so it wasn't a possibility for a stroke. All that stuff was fine except for my hormones, which blows my mind. That wouldn't have happened to... I probably in that 5% of people that would, I would be fine. The other 95% would have some type of kidney shutdown, liver shutdown, sometimes something like that. So I'm extremely lucky, but my hormones are messed. My test level was, I think 160 nanograms per deciliter when 400 and 900 nanograms per deciliter is the normal range for guys. Um, estrogen was, I think plummeted as well. It was some stupid number that was almost zero. My luteinizing hormone and follicle-stimulating hormone, those that kind of help with your fertility, were low, almost non-existent. Um, so all that stuff was insanely low. Um, but due to TRT, um, my clinic, Transcend HRT, they helped me get those back. Um, and now I am only running a testosterone level. Uh, I can't give out that information that I'm running right now. But I'm running TRT, my testosterone level. I think last time it was checked, it was like 1,100, so a little bit too high. We're adjusting that right now. And my dosage, um, on my DHEA, which uh, pregnolone, which is another um, compound that helps with that type of hormone. I'm on thyroid hormone because my thyroid was tanked due to me taking um, stupid thyroid medication, T2. I was like taking so much of it. Uh, what else? I am on HCG. That'll help my fertility come back and hopefully have kids one day. And I think that's all I'm on right now. Um, but they're they're amazing. And without them, I don't know. If I would be doing this type of stuff, uh, like I said, I would have been on, the, on it for almost a year. And it was it was after I started the brand. So I was still so motivated, plummeted test level, all that stuff right before I started the brand. So everything I just said was about my fitness journey throughout my whole career. I ended up competing in bodybuilding, but that's going to be a completely different podcast. It's, that's a funny story about how that went down. There were a lot of weird stuff. Um, that I definitely would have done differently, and I did it all by myself. So it, it, what I will say is it's fine to not feel 
like you want to go out and party and that type of stuff. Don't do what I did as far as I chose a different set of drugs. But carve your own path. Like, man, even if I wouldn't have had those drugs, like that feeling that I had when I first started getting addicted to the gym and that passion I had to nobody's going to stand in my way. I'm going to get this. I'm going to wake up at 3.30 every single day get the shit that I need to get done first and give my all to those first before I go and do things that I don't think really matter as much. That's what I implore you to do. Go out and find that thing that drives you to wake up that early. There are only two things that ever done it for me and one of them I'm going to make my career for the rest of my life. So find that thing. There will be that thing for you and you have to try many different things, many different avenues. So another thing is to take all the opportunities that you can. And yeah, I think that's about it. I mean, there's definitely some stuff that I missed because it's been a huge, huge journey uh, since, what was it? twenty? I think it was like 2014, 2013 when I first got introduced to the actual world of fitness. So it's been, it's been a long journey. And I will definitely touch on some of the more aspects of this that were a little bit more interesting, uh, a lot more in depth. But that was part one. Part two will be coming probably next week, overlaying everything I did to start this brand, how I got actually into the industry and the manufacturing side, what goes into it, and how you can start your own brand too if you want to. So thank you guys for listening. And yeah, episode two will be up soon. Get out what you put in. So put in 150%. See you next time, guys.